Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter by Martin Luther King. Welcome to our intro of what Asman United Podcast is all about. A podcast for the man, not for the perfect man, but for the triumph. I'm your host, Annabelle, a lot known by Junior, and I am the creator of Asman United. But we'll get into that a little later. First, I want to introduce to you my co-host for today. I consider this man to be one of my brothers from another mother. He is a father to two young men, a nurse, and a business owner. My brother, Stain. Man, thank you. Thank you for that amazing, amazing introduction. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Man, I am excited. I am pumped to be here. It has been a long time coming. Yeah, man. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yes, yes. I actually, I was looking through some notes uh, from two years ago. Yeah. Uh, the original ideas that you had, um, it was there. Yep. And, no- and here we are now. November of 2019. Wow. I remember that. Wow. Wow. Well, um, I, I want to introduce myself. I am Stanley Pachika. I go by Stan. I am a uh, father to two wonderful boys, uh, 13 and 16 years old. I'm also a registered nurse, and I have a business, Blossom Nutrition, in uh, Cheshire, Connecticut. And tell us a little bit about Blossom. Uh, Blossom is uh, your uh, tea place, a tea and shake place. Um, but most of all, we wanted to, to have a community uh, where, where people can come and uh, feel that positivity. Uh, my girlfriend and I opened this, and that's a vision that we've had. And uh, uh, we have a lot of people come in there, and Jess is there all the time. Uh, she gives that positive vibe to people, and sometimes that's what people need. And it's going pretty well. It is. It is. It's been, uh, it's been a couple months since we've opened it, and uh, we've been blessed. We've been blessed that, uh, that we've had that there awesome. for us. So um, for, for me, um, I, like I said, I am so excited to be here. This is something that uh, we have wanted. To, we've been wanting this, and uh, I am as passionate about raising good men. Uh, I want my boys to become good men, and that's very important to me. Um, because good men become good leaders, and that's what I want. So, Very true. Um, as Men United, man, this, this is what it's all about. Um, what I want to do is uh, I want to introduce this man that's sitting across from me. Uh, this is one of the most humble men you'll ever meet. Thank um, you. I've known him uh, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, we worked in the emergency room together for uh, in here in New Britain, and we've, we've seen some stuff. We've gone through a lot, and through that, we've formed a... Uh, an amazing bond, a strong bond, and and a, and a friendship. Um, he is also uh, he work he's working. Uh, he works for the New Britain school system. He works with kids, and at the same time, he's getting his nursing degree. Um, with it, he's been able to find some time time to 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 reach out and to to grow his passion. Um, he is the father of four beautiful girls. Uh, he is the creator. And founder of Asman United or AMU, um, Annabelle Sanchez. Um, I call him Junior. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I, I met Stan in 2010. Um, I was working as a tech in the emergency room. Um, so we worked together for five years, and we clicked. We clicked right away. We um, had that crazy shift. We had that three to one. Yeah, man. And, we three p.m. to one a.m. Yeah. Ten hour shifts. 
And um, we saw we saw some crazy stuff, man. And not only did we have crazy situations at work, we had crazy situations out of work. Oh yes. Um, so we we grew together, man, and we shared a lot of experiences in life. Um, and we were able to help each other through a lot of bullshit as well. And we still do, man. To this day, we still you know talk. And there's times that we go a while without speaking. Yeah. But then, you know, we speak and we, we pick up right where we left off. Yeah. And I love that. And I cherish that. It's something Big that, time. you know, is is a part of a good friendship. Yes, sir. So. And, and I think Stan is Stan is like every other person that you're going to see on this. You're going to hear from throughout this podcast. They're an example of not being a perfect man, but being a trying man. And, um, you know, that's that's what we're looking for. Um, I was born and raised in hard hit in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, I love my city. I love where I'm from. Um, I love what it's made me into. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. I was blessed to be able to grow up in a beautiful household with my mother and my father and my grandma. Um, it was a loving home. I saw, you know, I saw my father treat my mom like a queen and my grandma like a queen. My father was great to me. He was tough on me, but fair. Um, my mom was amazing. Um, and I was even luckier to have my grandma with me for so many years. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, your father really was yeah, man. an inspiration to you. Oh, yeah, man. He's a good guy, man. He's all around, all around type of person. Um, he's he's everything, everything you want to be. So if, and I always say if I could be half of him, I'll be all right. A great example of what yeah. a, a man should be. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. so you were blessed. You were pretty blessed to have oh, yeah, a, a family like that, oh, yeah. uh, grow, growing up like that. And uh, now you, as a father, you have four uh, beautiful uh, girls. Yep, I have four beautiful daughters, two of which are mine, and two um, my other two are bonus daughters, 16 and 15. And my oldest is 12, and my youngest is 6. And I have a beautiful fiancé who, who gave me those bonus daughters. <laughs> four girls, man. Yeah, four man. girls. I always wonder about that. I, you know, I have two boys. Yeah. 16 and 13. Mm-hmm. So I, I've never experienced that, uh, uh, having just girls. I wonder. I always wonder about that. And you know, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Yeah. I wanted girls. My first my first thought, I wanted girls. Yeah, we actually talked about that a week ago. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, how you wanted girls. And why is that? Because I've always wanted boys because I, I needed my boys. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I was the only child, right? And when you're the only child, you have no siblings. Yeah. So I feel like, all right, I have no siblings. At some point, my parents are going to get older. You know, they won't be here forever. Who's going to take care of me? Man, that is so true. You know, true. who's going to be there with me? So and daughters true. take care of their fathers. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I'd have to say that. I, I, there's, there's three boys in my family and one girl. Mm-hmm. When my dad got really sick, my sister took the, what, eight weeks off. Yeah, and the, took care of my dad. Not saying that I don't love my dad. Yeah, but it's it's a it's different, different type of bond. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you telling me my I'm 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 shit out of luck? Uh. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, I mean, that's a good question for you. Like, you know, I I can't imagine myself raising boys. Yeah. Um, you know, I have I have had stepsons in the past, but I it it's hard because you're hard on them, you know. So, but for you, how would you differentiate? Raising daughters. And this question you know, comes up to me often because uh, I have a different way of teaching boys, my boys. Um, you know, their, their, their moms are, are, are very good about school and education. And I mm-hmm. focus a lot on social dynamics, real social dynamics. And 
they keep asking me. I've been asked that before. Would I raise my girls differently if I had girls? And I don't know. I, I really wouldn't know until I wasn't put in that situation. But I don't think I would. I would want them to have the same lessons that I'm teaching. Maybe a little bit softer, mm-hmm. but I want them to know. Yeah. And, and that's understandable, especially in today's age. <clears throat> you know, some people question, like, how, how tough should I be on my kids, you know? And I was tough on my oldest, you know? So I probably would have raised her the same way I would have raised a son if I had. Because um, I was young. I was 21, you know? So I didn't You weren't even growing up yet. Bro, I was, yeah, a baby raising a baby. So I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I took the initiative, man, you know? I, you know, I I got over it and... I'm here now, and she's doing great. She's amazing. She's a product of what what I was able to accomplish, and still, still am accomplishing. So she is twelve. Yep, she's and, twelve. And your other one is my little one's six. So you feel like have you ra- you've raised them differently? Yes, so, yes. Unfortunately, so you- unfortunately, but I've had to. For some reason, it's tough. It's tough because you you you're so tough on your first one, and then you learn from those mistakes, and now you created more patience as a father. Mm. So it's kind of you're a little bit more lenient. You let them get away with a little bit more. Now, does, so, your, does your older one say, hey, ask you, like, why are you so lenient now? She is looks it? at me like, really? I couldn't go. I couldn't get away with that. Before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think she also understands because, you know, she's she helps me a lot. Yeah. You know, she's a great big sister. So she understands that life is different. And, um, you know, my oldest got to, to experience me being with her mom for four years, mm. you know. My little one didn't get that so much. She didn't get to see daddy at home all the time with her. So there's a difference, you know, and I think I explained that a lot to my oldest daughter in in many ways, you know, because I didn't want her to feel like I was neglecting her or treating her differently. I just, I kind of actually, I put it in a way like, you're lucky. You're the lucky one. Yeah, you're the lucky (laughs) one. And I I also tell her there's a lot of um, pressure on her, you know, and and I don't want her to feel that. But she's gonna feel that as the older sister, right. and you do, you know. And then she, you know, she, she, she she's a nurturer, man. She right. likes to take care of you. That's who she is. You sometimes know? she's like your mom. Yeah, man. <laughs> like you a know? parent to you. It's to the point that I remind her sometimes. Worry about yourself. Right. You know, you like you know like I. She meditates. You know, she really takes care of herself. You know, so. Well, it seems like you're raising her right. Like, trying, man. I'm yeah. trying. Yeah. Um, and and and. Uh, you know, any any boys in the future, man? Is man, the- nah, man, no, I can't have no more kids. <laughs> I made no I made sure of that, but I have a son. I do yeah. have a son, my boy Henny, oh, got my old English bulldog. <laughs> He's my boy, man. That dude, um, I've had him for three years now. Um, I actually, I the same time around the same time I started AMU in 2019. That's when I. I got him. So he's been a part of this. Yeah, sport. he's been a part of since the beginning. Oh yeah, big time. He's a good guy. Good guy. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, let's talk about your uh, your parents, man. Um, man, or even uh, or were they the influential people in your life? Big time. So my dad, he's the man. Dad's a good guy. Um, my dad is a man of integrity, a man who um, thinks highly of his family. He is a nurturer. He takes care of us. Um, you know, he treated my mom amazing. And my dad just, he just really, along the way of life, he showed me so many things, you know. And I always say there's that little book in the back of my head that my dad wrote. Because even every time he was speaking, I was writing. I was taking notes. It's he back probably, there, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. think so. 
But it wasn't until all those things that he said were going to happen happened to me that I didn't take that book out and started to be like, damn, he did say it was coming. But let me go to that chapter and see what I got to do now. Your man, your dad is a man. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Big time. And you could tell. I mean, when you think about it, how we're growing up is the same way they were growing up. They were growing up. You know, right. they were learning along as along the way as well. So they did the best that they could with, you know, teaching me. And um, he probably tried to warn me about all his mistakes. But so, sometimes you have to make those mistakes yourself. Yeah, yeah, you got to, man. That's the only way to learn. Yeah. It's the only way to learn. But you know what? He was always there, no matter what. My mom, another amazing person. She humbled me, kept me humble through life. Um, you know, I thought it was hot shit many times, and she reminded me I was not. I slap you back down to yeah, reality. Man. She she really does that. And my grandma, man, she was the spiritual side. She um she made sure I remembered that to believe in God and to pray and to actually just to to have morals, you know, to be a good person. And those beliefs, man, that um, beliefs that uh, that ground you. Yeah, yeah, they keep they keep you, man, because we have to have something to believe in. Yes, yeah, you know, especially in those times that you think the world's over. Right, right. And um, how about quotes? Any particular quotes you go by? Is there something that that you live um, by? Less is more. Now explain That's, that, man. Man, you know, I could probably explain every situation. Here I am. Less is more, guys. <laughs> you know, but it's... it's. I feel like that's a whole podcast on yeah, its own, that's right? That's it. Less. <laughs> no, man, because I think um, keeping life simple is a, is a big thing. I think sometimes we overthink everything. Complicate and, things. Yeah, we complicate things. I overthink things every day still. But when you really slow down and just think about how simple things can be, if you make them that simple, it works, you know? A lot of people say, well, if you had more money, you'd be okay. No, if you had more money, you'd, yeah, you'd have everything you needed, but would you be happy? I mean, so less is more. Simplicity keeps you humble. That always kind of gets, you know, I'm always reminded by one of my nursing instructors about that. Kiss it. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. There you go. Yeah. And it works. It works in everything, every life situation, everything you do. And I think sometimes, too, we, we focus on, what we don't have mm-hmm. instead of what we're blessed with. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that's just, it's natural to do, yeah. you know, and even you worry about the stuff, the little things, you know, and it's, it's all natural. It's, it's all part of growing up, part of learning who you are, what you can control. So it's just, it's, it's natural for us. So um, as Men United, AMU, and tell us about this. Um, you know, what's the story behind it? So I created this movement in November of 2019. Um, I had created this because I wanted to um, create a platform where men um, can be heard. Men can be felt. Men could unite together and um, not be against each other. You know, I think sometimes as men, you know, we all have that alpha mentality and you know we kind of we compete it's like it's it's compete uh we we should complement each other not mm-hmm. compete exactly yeah. so i say i wanted to uplift each other you yeah. know and uh, as men united that came to me from unity you know united united, united. that was my main thing unity mm-hmm. so when i think about me and my friends unity when i think about me and my family 
unity. And now when me and you are talking or even, you know, you're talking with another man, the whole conversation is as men, we do this, we do that. So I said, you know what, as men united, you know, and I went with that and, and I got good feedback, you know, and, but at, at some point I think I still wasn't ready in life. I still had a lot of growing up to do. So I kind of put that to the, to the side and, um, you know, I went along the way. I would write little notes in my my cell phone. I would like, see it. I would yeah. see it. Yeah, because <laughs> I shared it with you. Yep. Yeah. So every time every couple I, weeks, every yep. couple months, you, I, another another idea. Exactly. So goes into that book. Yeah, man. Every situation I went through, and I was like, man, this is gonna be a good podcast. Mm. So I would sit there and like envision my podcast mm. and what we would talk about with who I would talk about. So you know, for years, I already had who I want who I want on this podcast. You know, and um, if I met somebody new. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's gonna be I'm, I'm fortunate to be out here. <laughs> <laughs> so. But you know, it was it was just something that um, a platform I wanted to create. You know, mm-hmm. for men to be heard and know that they were not alone. Yeah. Like uh, those struck those those uh, those um, ad- adversities. Yeah, adversities, those hardships. Right. You know, and um, relationships. It's just all those things that that make life a little bit harder for us. Yes. Or do we make it harder for ourselves? Right. As well, that is true. Yeah. That is true. And, you know, the message that we want to, that I feel that I wanted to get across was this. Like, you're not the only person that's going through this. Nope. Like, you're not, we are not anything normal. Guys are going through this all the time. And, you know, when we started really talking about this a couple weeks ago, you know, I looked at some stats about men, like some staggering, or or males, you know, and, and some of the, the, the stats were pretty staggering, and I wanted to go over that with you. Um, from the beginning, here it is. 70% of failing grades are boys. Yeah. Ds and Fs are boys, 70%. Mind you, the population here in the United States is 50-50. Just a little bit more women here, but it's it's almost 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, men are higher. There's a higher incidence of addiction alcoholism. All right, true. And... And on top of that, men are less likely to actually ask for help, access therapy, um, psych, anything like that. We don't want to talk about it. You know, um, men make up ninety three percent of prisoners here in the U.S. Ninety three percent. Sixty eight percent of homeless are men, and eighty percent of all suicides are are, are are committed by men. Those are the stats, man. And and the and this one here saddens me the most. Men report a lower level of life satisfaction. We are not satisfied with our lives. And and to me that that hits home. You know, and, and we have to ask ourselves we have to ask ourselves why. That is true. Man, and, and you know, I think a lot has to do with feeling alone and thinking that you have nobody to go to. You know, we have this sense of pride as men that we can't, we don't need nobody. We could do it by ourselves. We don't, or we don't even have to talk about it. We could just put it in that little vault and lock it away, whatever you feel. But what happens then? You know, what happens then? From the beginning. Yeah. You get the addiction. You get the, the anger. You get, you know, all these things. You get locked up in jail for the anger. You know, so there's all these stuff, the depression, you know, the suicide rates go up. And then because we keep all this bottled up for so long. We're, we're not supposed to talk about it. Exactly. We're not man. supposed to cry. And there's been so many moments in my life that I felt alone. 
I I like don't nobody love me. Don't nobody care about me. You know, and it wasn't true. I had to keep telling myself it wasn't true because I had people, man. I had my my parents that I keep bragging about, mm. you know, but I shut them out because I was going through something. So was I, it shame? It was shame. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed, you know. And we um, shouldn't be. No. This isn't something we should be embarrassed about. I went I went two weeks without speaking to my father. Um, I, I got cheated on. Two weeks. I said, I can't tell my dad I got cheated. You know? But wow. I was hurt. Pride there. Yeah, huh? man. I had too much pride. And I, and, and I was embarrassed. Yeah. Will he think uh, like, less of me? Oh, yeah. Like, did I, he didn't. Did I fail him? You know? So, it's like I said. Like, I felt alone, man. I really wasn't. You know? And, and what I was doing was... Instead of going to the people who really loved me and really was were there for me and who weren't judging me, who wanted to help me, I was going to other people. And, and those people were just like, you know, taking taking all that all that drama and all that pain I had. And, you know, it was like a Netflix series for them. So different know, episodes of it. Yeah, man. So, you know, we got to know there's therapy out there. There's people we can talk to. You got as men united podcast you know we got all this stuff that 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 can help us and we just have to stop having so much pride and take the help and ask for the help and that's that's the message i feel like we want to want to get across that you are not alone nope even though it's hard to talk about it you know we should talk about it and you know that there is hope yep oh yeah and and you know we talked about this too that you know we didn't want this to be a show about or podcast about bashing women. No, no. So women hating, mm-hmm. and that's very important to me. I have two daughters. I'm, I should say four daughters, and I, I. The last thing I want to do is bash women. The last thing I want to do is um, think less of women or make, you know, someone feel think less of themselves. Right. You know. So I will. I want this to be for the women as well, because I, you want them to have good men. In yeah, their lives. Definitely. Yeah, good boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, there's single women out there raising men. Right. They're raising these young boys, you know, and, and they want to hear this type of stuff. There's women out there who've been in toxic toxic relationships. They want to hear why that man was like that. You know, was there something that sh- they missed they didn't understand? So I think it's important for everybody. You know, yes, I do say this is for the man, but it's for everybody at the end of the day. You, you you can understand your man. Yes. Um, as a mom, you could understand your boys. Yep. Um, as a mate, you can understand that. And maybe we'll help men step up to the plate. Yes. You know, there's men out there who aren't stepping up to the plate. Maybe we'll inspire there's, them. There's to... definitely a lack of that. Yeah. There's a lack of men stepping up. I always think about that, man. Like, you know, are we here to, you know, are you here for, for guidance or for, for inspiration? Man, I'm here for insight. Hmm. You know, uh, well yeah. said, well said. I'm here for insight. I wanna, I, I wanna understand what, what, what the thought process behind a lot of things are, and I wanna be able to help others understand that right. too. Because hmm. sometimes I think, and, we, and sometimes better understand ourselves. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like I wanna get as much as I give here. Mm-hmm. And and I tell like I tell all the guys and you know, I told you before this is therapy for us too right. man oh yeah being yeah. able to talk stuff I'm not gonna sit here and tell you hey well you should be better a better man right and I'm a piece of shit yeah. you know what I mean I don't want no I piece of shits on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know but yeah. if you're here man it's because you're a man of integrity you're a man um who wants to better yourself you're a man who wasn't perfect but 
you you're trying. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's the message I try to send. Yeah, that's a great message. Yeah. Um, I want to close with this last question. What do you want the audience to get out of this? The As Men United podcast. I want this to be like therapy. I want this to be the podcast you listen to. When you put your headphones in, you get on that treadmill and you work out. I want whoever's listening to smirk about five to ten times when they're listening to this podcast. Either because you liked what we said, something was funny, or you just felt exactly how we felt at that moment. I want this to be a podcast where everybody feels heard, feels that we're there with them. Don't forget to follow us at Asmen United on TikTok. And please leave some feedback, good or bad, so we can keep the community growing. And be ready for our next episode. It's going to be on relationships.